It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, November 30th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is really intrigued by this matchup with the Devils tonight. Yeah, there, there should be some intrigue. Uh, they've got some injuries to contend with, as do the Flyers. Uh, we'll discuss that, plus the All-Star game format changes and do a draft-eligible prospect check-in with Zeev Bayum all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You can find us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Russ, the Devils have been a bit of a mixed bag this season, and. You know, I think that nobody's really worried about them, per se. I think everybody thinks, you know, they will be fine. They will be a playoff team. But they haven't dominated in the way that a lot of experts had suggested they might preseason. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it like Jack Hughes being out hurt them a little bit. Yeah. year being out hurt them. So, but you can't always blame injuries. I think goaltending's not been great. And I still don't know if they're settled on whether it's Schmidt or Vanacek. And I think they're going to have to make a decision on that at some point. Last year, they made the right decision, but it took a while. And it didn't roll into this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they fall on that one. But, you know, right now, the Flyers may be catching them at a bad time because yeah. they're starting to get better. I know. It always seems like that's the way uh, you mentioned Jack Hughes being hurt. He's been back for about a week now. And so that's about the time where he should kick things into gear just in right. time to play the Flyers, which, of course, makes, uh, uh, you know, it's great for us. But, uh, you know, they did lose a significant player uh, during the game on Tuesday in Hamilton. Um, he left the game and didn't return. So far, we don't know what's going on with him, but uh, that would be a huge loss for them as well. It would. It kind of makes me wonder, would they call up Simone Nemec? Um, you know, they could call him up and put him in the game if they wanted to and have him make his NHL debut. It would be interesting if they did that because him and Luke Hughes are the future for them. Uh, he, he would probably be a force even in his first game. I think he would be... Uh, somebody to watch out for. Hamilton's better in different ways, obviously, right now. But it'll be see it'll be interesting to see how they operate with that. My guess is, since we're not hearing yeah. anything, that probably Hamilton plays. But we'll yeah. see. You yeah, we shall see. Uh very interesting. They made a trade in the last week with the Islanders who they just played on Tuesday, uh sending Tice Thompson 
uh, to the Isles. It seemed like Thompson was, you know, a, a prospect that the Devils were focusing on a lot and had high hopes for. Like, what was going on there that they made that trade? I think it's cap space. I think they're just they're, they're gearing up for something else. Maybe they're trying to get into the, the door of sweepstakes. So you got to, you know, lose a, a, a small contract to do it. Thompson's got a great shot. Yeah. And he's a pretty good skater. I, I think there's still something there. And the fact that Tage took so long to develop, you don't want to be that team that just dumps him off and kind of loses on that. Um, no surprise that the Islanders would get him, right? I mean, Lou is always the, their brand, yeah. right? <laughs> That's their brand. And, and, and didn't Tice play at Providence where Lou is from? Yeah. I think right? so. So, you know, you connect, yeah, you can connect the dots on that. Um, our old pal, Max Willman, has been with the organization, but they just sent him down to the minors. So I don't think we will see him in this one. Um, I no. did mention them just playing the Islanders. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit on to yesterday's show, but they came back in the third period to win five to four in their last game. Uh, Curtis Lazar had the game winning goal. They got three goals in the third period against the Islanders. Um, very atypical game for the Islanders first off, yes. but the fact that the, the devils were, were able to do that, I think was pretty significant. Yeah, it's significant. I mean, it's significant for two reasons. One, they definitely needed to start to turn things around and two, they did something the Flyers have been unable to do this year, and that's have a comeback win. Yeah, so, I think that that's key. You no, know, and that's something you have to mention, like you just do. Yeah, before that, uh, they beat the Sabres, lost to Columbus, and were shut out by Detroit. Now, like if you look at the divisional standings by point percentage, it is wild. Like if you look at the yeah. Flyers and the Islanders and the Devils, they're, they're all point zero zero one percentage apart from each other in the results. So this is a huge game in terms of where the standings come out. Yes. As far as the standings, it's a huge game. Um, I think it's also an important game to see uh, what the direction of the Flyers is going to be because, you know, John's already got this plan. And, you know, if he, if he tells everybody in advance that he's got a plan to me, that almost always tells me it's going to be mainly with, um, with the veterans. and. You know, that would worry me. Again, similarly to last game, the Devils have major speed. Yeah. If you thought the Canes getting, what, like maybe three or four two-on-ones was a lot, it's going to increase with the Devils. Because, well, you know, John has given the, the Flyers free reign to have the defenseman pinch. None of them are really super fast. I mean, York is a good skater. And Walker's okay. He's a pretty good skater, too. But now you're talking about elite skaters with, like, Bratt and Hughes. And right. Fisher is not bad either. You can't go crazy with the pinching there to artificially boost your offense because you're going to get burnt on the other end. And the, the Canes could have done that to the Flyers, but it just didn't happen, right? Stuff didn't fall. But with the Devils, like you said, with Hughes being on the cusp of probably starting to get hot again, that's a risky proposition. So I hope that's not the plan. Yeah, it, it's also interesting with the Devils because they are fifth overall in goals per game in the NHL at 3.6. So that means the Flyers have to score a lot. 
but yes. the devils also happen to allow a lot of goals as well. Yes. Like they're near the top of the league or bottom of the league, I guess, in terms of goals allowed. So, um, and we saw that five to four game against the Islanders, like this could be a shooting gallery situation, but the flyers are really good at shot suppression and keeping, yes. you know, teams from, from shooting, but the devils also have a much higher shooting percentage overall. So it's like, how does that match up against each other? And like, who's going to break first in this battle well, of wills, you know? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. I think what you're noticing is with definitely will be with the top two lines of the devils. They'll do what the Rangers and the Canes yeah. did. And that is, they're going to spread out their guys and they're going to make those cross ice passes. And if they can make two quick passes, the Flyers are completely out of position because if you're going down for a block, you can't get up quick enough. And if you're trying to clog the lane, you got to try and move over and get one of those players that have gone wide now. And this is a game plan that's working. So I expect the Devils to do something similar. Right. And I think that that second line for the Devils with Heischer, Palat and Brat are going to be yeah. the top line to focus on for the Flyers, because I think they could do the most damage against the Flyers in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's a key matchup. You 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 know, that's going to be a big challenge for Morgan Frost and, yeah. you know, to kind of, you know, match them. And Heischer is great on faceoffs. Like, he's just terrific. So, yeah, this is there's a lot of aspects of this game where it's going to be ver very tough matchup wise for the Flyers and like you said they have to score but they have to be more controlled like I don't know if you noticed last game but like Owen Tippett was almost out of control with the way he was trying to get a goal for lack of a better term and at one point like he had the puck it was third period he had it on the left side and Kochekov had the, the corner completely covered like he was completely on the net and Tippett just blasted it right in a spot where all Kochekov had to do was push it to the side. It was never going to score, and you could never get a rebound. And I just feel like you have to be smarter than that. There was another play where Tippett had the puck just getting into the flyer zone, and he made this crazy like body contortion to try and get around the defenseman. And all the Canes defensemen did, and it may have been Burns, just stood there and went, boop, stripped the puck, right. put it the other way got to be better with the puck security. I felt like the puck security for the Flyers last game wasn't good, and it helped the Hurricanes because they have strong defensemen that generally don't go for a lot of fakes. They're kind of like by-the-book guys. Yeah, I think that was definitely a factor there. Uh, also, looking at the Devils, they have the highest power play percentage in the league right now, so the yeah. Flyers really have to work to stay out of the box. Um, but their PK is in the bottom 10 in the league. So if they can make a step forward on that power play and take advantage, if they get those opportunities, that's where some of those goals could come from. If the flyers can figure that out. Yeah. And it could rain like dollars tomorrow too. <laughs> All right. It probably won't. Well, uh, I know it seems a little early, but in my eyes, it's never too early to talk about the All-Star game and what it's going to look like and what the Flyers' potential is for it. We will do that coming up next. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting excited for the fun you'll have. 
My favorite part of the Game Time app is that it's great for getting notified about those last minute tickets and flash deals. Plus, you can get that all important view from your seats. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even sometimes up to an hour after it starts. It is the place to find the last minute seats. Also, your tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. On tomorrow's show, we will recap this game versus the Devils. We'll look ahead to the matchup against the cross-state rivals in Pittsburgh. That should be a good one as well. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, Meanwhile, they recently announced a new old format for the NHL All-Star game, and that the player draft will be back. And we all remember top moments like Phil Kessel getting picked last and winning a car and um, just the newness and the surprise of that. And Phil Kessel looking sad was just such a great moment in NHL All-Star history. It was. I, I was there, and, and it was very interesting. Uh, people can go to my YouTube page at Russ Cohen if you want to see Claude Giroux recapping that. Uh, Claude Giroux with not much uh, facial hair and not the greatest hairdo at that time. It was yeah. kind of interesting. We'll put a link and, to that in the show notes. Yeah, and Kessel does walk through that video. It was really good timing. I didn't. It was just dumb luck on my part. I just knew I should cover Claude Giroux because it's Ottawa. And, yeah. It's one of those things where we loved it as media and the fans were kind of digging it, but also like that was the start of Twitter. So it wasn't really like, like, cause didn't Twitter start around 2012? Oh no, 2007. 2007. But so 2012, I don't remember it being huge on social media though. I think now it would be bigger on social media based yeah. on the choices made and, and everything else. Um, but the only thing is, is I don't believe players loved it. And and I think that's why they stayed away from it all these years. So I'm curious as to what the wrinkle will be that made them say, yeah, okay, we could do this again. Yeah, I think uh, it is going to be a little different than it was in previous years. So they're adding an extra day to the activities that we're going to see. Normally, it's just like Friday for the skills comp and Saturday for the game or whatever, two days. Um, right. right. So they're adding a Thursday where uh, they'll have the team captains uh, with celebrity counterparts as co-captains. They'll do the yeah. draft to pick out the players for the rosters. Very interested to see uh, how much they'll focus on skills competition skills versus the three on three skills to build their lineups. Right. A lot of it is to do with friendships. Honestly, when I yeah. remember last time, I don't have the teams in front of me, but I remember there was a lot of like teammateism and friendshipism and guys who played juniors with other guys. To me, it was more about that. I think you know that all the guys there are all super talented. So I think it does come down to the other, that other aspect. 
Yeah, I assume some collusion will be taking place and backroom deals in terms of you don't take this guy, I won't take that guy, uh, which should be a lot of fun uh, for all of that intrigue. But um, the new women's pro league, the PWHL, is going to be included in the weekend. I'm, I believe they'll be in the skills competition and then have their own three-on-three showcase. So they won't be in the three-on-three tournament Um with the NHL players, but they'll be involved in the skills competition like they have been in the past. And then we'll see them play. That should be a lot of fun as uh, this new league is just starting up and there'll be some of the top players. You know, you're only, you're only able to say the team from Boston or the team from like, it's not, it's going to be clunky to call. Like, yes, the players, you know, and the players will have their names called, but as far as like the team affiliation, it's going to be weird. But it's good that they're there. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of weird that they're doing on Thursday is a tribute to the 67 Toronto Maple Leafs. And like, that's just such a sore subject with Leafs fans. Like you're in Toronto. Why would you do that? I mean, God bless those gentlemen, but still. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, I know Pete Stemkowski, former Ranger, also 40, former 67 Leaf very well. And he used to call games for the Rangers. So I would see him around and I just saw him a couple of years ago. He is very proud of it. Like, he doesn't care about... So, like like you said, for the players, it's really nice because... Yeah. And, and they're not doing it like... I don't know if you're aware, but, like, you know, the 72 Dolphins, they've had that undefeated season. Right. Every year, they toast when somebody goes undefeated. doesn't go undefeated. You know, when they go defeated and they realize there's not going to be an undefeated team, they all toast. The least older guys are not like that. They're not wishing that they're the only team forever and ever and ever that's going to hold that championship. But they are really proud of it, and I don't blame them. Yeah, that's fair. I just like when opposing fan bases yell 1967 at your team, uh, it can be a little bit of assault in that wound. Uh, as far as well, the- listen, I mean, Flyers fans for years yelled 1940 to the Rangers, and then all of a sudden it wasn't a thing. Yeah, well, that is also true. Uh, There will be fan voting for 12 player spots uh, to be included in the draft. And then the league will just create the remainder of the player pool for that. And that brings up the question, like, is there a chance for more than one Flyers player to be included here this year? Well, I'm sorry. How many teams did you say there were three, four? Uh, There's four teams. Four. So... Yeah, they're going to need more goalies than usual. Yeah. So you think Hart might have a chance here. Um, so that's one. And then they might get a forward. But unless Konechny gets hot, there's nobody else. Yeah, that's where I'm wondering if like Konechny and Sanheim are both in the pool. I, I didn't think Hart would be up there. But I do think that Sanheim and Konechny both, I think, have established themselves in a way that they should at least be on the ballot on the front page and you don't have to dig for them. Well, yeah, they'll be on the ballot for sure. But, you know, as far as top scoring defensemen, it's not like Sandheim's really in there. He's having a good year for him. But, you know, he's not having a McCarr or a uh, no Quinn Hughes kind of year. And But somebody's got to you know, get picked later. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, yeah, I mean, Carlson, Theodore, you got – Rasmus Dahlin, I mean, it's going to be hard. That's that's all, that's why I think it's going to be easier for Carter Hart, to be honest. I could be wrong, 
but I do think it's going to be easier for him. But like, just as an example, looking at where Travis Sanheim is, he's 16th in scoring for defensemen. Okay. That works. Yeah. I mean, if you That's... think about it and you have, there's going to be 12 to 15 defensemen. That's yeah. possible. It's very it possible. possible. The next few weeks would be really key for him because, you know, with that 16, he's tied with Roman Yossi, Morgan Riley, local guy, so he's probably going to get in, and Dougie Hamilton, who we talked about on the show already. So that's fierce competition. And then you got Noah Dobson, Shane Theodore, uh, also above him, and Shane Gostaspier above them with 18. So it's a it's a crowded field, but they do need a lot of them, so you never know. Yeah, that's what I think. I really think those are your two guys that have the most potential to make the all-star game. It would be nice to have more than one Flyers player uh, in the bunch uh, since we haven't had that in a while. So I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. Uh, In the meantime, it is also never too early to look ahead to next year's draft. We've started to do that a little bit on the show and we've got draft eligible prospect Zeev Bayoum uh, to talk about coming up next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all your parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows like Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. Russ, uh, Zeev Bayoum, uh, left-handed defenseman. Uh, he is turning 18 next week on uh, December 7th. So he's still really young. So he's smaller right now, but obviously there's so much time for him to grow and, and get stronger. Uh, but that also means he was able to start college because of where his birthday is uh, before his draft eligible year, which right. doesn't happen in a ton of cases. It does, but um, it, it's a little bit unusual because he's so young. He's originally from California, was part of the Junior Kings program, then went to Shattuck for a couple of years, and then was part of the U.S. National Team Development Program as well. So really strong credentials for this kid. Yeah, I noticed him a few years ago with the NTDP. Um, he was kind of like getting you know, some spot time and then all of a sudden getting a lot of time last year. And he's fast. He is offensively gifted as far as his passing, especially setting up scoring plays. Uh, He had been on an eight-point run recently. Uh, He's definitely, um, I think, elevating Massimo Rizzo's game there. Uh, In Denver, his brother Shy plays there also as a defenseman, so 
He's a Sharks pick, so that's interesting as well. Uh, yeah, right now, I think you're looking at him and you say, boy, he's, he's reliable. He only has eight PIMs on the season, and he's averaging over 22 minutes of ice time. So that's a really valuable guy. I think, you know, what you're looking at is top 20 ability. Yeah, so right now he is ranked in the 18 to 21 range in in that first round um, in in the early rankings. Uh, You mentioned he was on Denver with Flyers prospect Massimo Rizzo, who we talked about recently on the show. He is on the top pairing uh, for Denver, and he's fourth on the team in scoring so far. So as a defenseman, that's real good. And he's 6'2 now. He's not... He has grown. He's grown a little bit. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was NCAC player of the month in November, 14 points in, in that month. You mentioned that eight uh, game point streak. He was the first freshman to be player of the month since Brock Besser in 2016. So pretty that, company. yeah, that is a pretty good accomplishment. He got defenseman of the week uh, last week as well. Um, he recently got four assists in one game versus Yale. This is a defenseman who produces. He produces. He plays a lot. The speed's noticeable. He's noticeable. The stick and puck control is really good. His brother Shy is excellent stick and puck control, and his might be better. He's just like maybe like a little notch above Shy, where Shy is the more physical type mm-hmm. of defenseman, you know. And man, this is the kind of guy like you know, if you're a team like the Flyers, and and let's say you overshoot where you're going to be in this in this draft because you know you were in that mushy middle i'd still take him anywhere from you know 12 on honestly uh, i think he's a building block and so if they're in that range i'd have to consider him or if they somehow get two picks then you consider him with the second pick and maybe even move up to get him if you feel like all right we could get him in this spot because he's i don't know let's say he's at like 21 or 19 and you can make a trade with another team. Maybe you do that because they'll have some extra picks. That's something that could be really, really good. Because again, you know, I don't want to hear that. Hey, the defense is set, or hey, you know, we've got Adder and Zamula and whatever. It doesn't matter. This is this is four years down the line, and it will matter a lot more then that you have guys to replace like Sanheim and everything else. This is you have to think that far ahead when you're drafting. Yeah, and Denver is kind of hovering in the 3-4 range in the national yeah. rankings. So it's an excellent program. They have uh, yes. re- really high potential to do well in the Frozen Four this year, uh, especially with the personnel that they have on this team overall. Um, They'll probably be on the World Junior team or at yeah. least be considered heavily for it. If he makes it at his age, then you know he's really got something going because – you know, most of those teams sometimes don't want those 18-year-olds, but he's exceptional. Yeah, and that's where I, I really want to look ahead to that. Is is he going to make that team or not? Because I think if he does, regardless of the ice time he gets, that's going to be a huge accomplishment for him. And even if he's like third pairing or, a, a you know, a trade-in for a couple of games in that tournament, that's still going to get a lot of eyes on him. Yeah, it will get a lot of eyes. I'll be at that camp, so I'll have an idea really you know every day if he's looking like he should make it or will make it um i did put out on nhldraftbuzz.com some notes about 
Shy and a few other defensemen for this draft so people can look at that. I didn't put like the top 10 guys. I put guys after that because I feel like it's easier to learn about those top 10 guys. I think fans should know more about those bottom 15 in the first round so they understand um, who's out there for the team. Because like I said, a lot of times you can go and look at the draft and say, some drafts just line up so well that it's fairly easy to not mess up like a top 10 pick, even though it happens once in a while. But yeah. this draft has a lot of defensemen. And so like if the Flyers have two picks and they take two defensemen, I don't want to hear any crying. And if they wind up getting Florida's pick, which could be in a really good position uh, yeah. for them or in this kind of exact zone for them, right. I think that's kind of zone, yeah. where Florida is going to end up. I think that is something that we should consider because the way it's looking or tracking so far this year, I, I think we're going to get Florida's pick this year. Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance of that. And you got to say, one thing lacking, and it was mentioned in the press box recently, is that the Flyers still are fairly small. Now, you don't want all big guys and you don't want all small guys. You have to have that mix. Well, this is a guy who you know has grown a bit, who's really fast. And he's physical and he's going to get stronger. He's at 180 right now, but he's going to get stronger. But just to be able to play at this level at a program like this as a true freshman puts him on the on the map. You have to respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly we'll be seeing more of him, especially if we are tracking Massimo Rizzo as closely as we are. So that'll be good as well. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to recap that game against the Devils. We're going to talk about the Pens game and so much more. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.